Welcome back to the Pass Forward Podcast. This is episode 40, My Summer Story. Ooh. See, I, I switched see, it up there. I like I like what you're doing so this was So this was the sequel to A Christmas Story. Okay. Did you guys hear about this? <gasps> That's right. It's like the early With 90s. The, uh, Kieran Culkin. Was the, what was the other person in there? Uh, uh, I, know, I think Mary Steenburgen was his mom. Jerry O'Connell was in there? Was he? Maybe. I, I don't I mean, know. I think I just made that up. So, <laughs> My Summer <laughs> Story, look it stuff. up. It was the early 90s. Anyway, my guys, we're over the hill now. We're 40 episodes. We are then. 40 episodes. Man. Yeah. We should retire. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if this is your first time. Cash out the 401k. I'm Corey Draper. With me, as always, are my little elf helpers. Oh. Colin Harmon. That's me. And Wes Allen. Little fool. Lot of sap. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas vacation. I knew that one. I like it. Um, Merry okay. Christmas. Okay. So. We, obviously, this is our Christmassy episode, yeah. but also this will be our only episode of the month, so it'll probably be a little bit longer, and Maybe. we have to go over all the news we haven't gone over over the last month or however long it's been since our last news one, so uh, I think we should just go ahead and kick it off. All right. This is our segment we like to call A Recurrent Affair. La 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 la. Better than Jingle Bells. <laughs> Take that, Mariah Carey. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's kick it off with the people who have kicked the bucket. Ooh. R.I.P. Della Reese. Uh, she kicked the Yule log, huh? You might she know her. She was touched by an angel. Mm, there you go. <laughs> so to say, you might know her from... Down the road, <laughs> every burden. Ah, that's all I got. <laughs> Della, she gone. Yeah, okay, so we're having too much fun with somebody who has passed away. <laughs> I know. I feel <laughs> Is that too soon? She, um, she played God or an angel or something. What part was she? We probably would sh- we probably should stop doing this segment because I feel like we're getting lighter and lighter hearted <laughs> oh, on the people that have died. Getting more and more okay with death. <laughs> yeah. Desensitized with it. Yeah, we are desensitized to... Our uh, favorite people dying, I but know. for yeah. uh, for real, R.I.P. Delores. If you were a fan of Touched by an Angel, you know who she is. Yeah, it's a weird thing to have named a TV show when if you think about it in 2017. Oh so, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> probably would have gone with a different name nowadays. That is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Did y'all watch Touched by an Angel? Yeah. Watch from afar. My mom watched it, which I think is the answer all of us would give. Yeah, yeah my parents watched <laughs> yeah. it, and I sat in front of it sometimes. But yeah, it wasn't like yeah. I was really jumping out there to watch. What was the other girl's name in that show? Touched by an Angel. Um, the Gabriel. Oh, oh no, it was the uh, the old the woman who made the the Bible series on. Yep, yeah, that's the one. Oh, crap. Well, whatever. And James Spader. <laughs> was he on that? James so. Spader. Did I make that up? I don't know. Ah, <laughs> okay, <laughs> fact check time. Let me call my mom real quick. Yeah. So Roma nope. Downey, Roma Downey, it was the person we were talking thinking about. That I was incorrect. Oh, and yeah, James Spader. Does yeah. not seem to have been the on that the show. troubling part of that. His name was John yeah. Die, and he also passed away, mm. and or does not live anymore. Right at the age <laughs> of forty-seven, aka <laughs> he died. Interesting. It has a five point nine rating on IMDb, which is surprising to me because I felt like it was a really popular show. Is that out of a hundred by an angel? Yeah. Mm. Anyway, I think anything that's kind of midway is usually like around a six, and something that's really good is like a seven. Oh, uh, okay. So. Yeah. Like, hmm. It's like dating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like da- Elaborate I did, on that. I dated, a, I dated a girl once. She was a solid touch by an angel on IMDb. <laughs> she wasn't quite Dark Knight. <laughs> <laughs> if it had been Rotten Tomatoes, let's just say she wasn't a splat. All right. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man, I dated uh, the room once, and it was just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, troll too, man. <laughs> he was kind. <laughs> Okay, we have gone way too far down the rabbit so hole. So that was already. our deaths. <laughs> R.I.P. Death this podcast. This <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is anyone still listening? <laughs> so, okay, moving on with the news. CBS is developing a Stripes TV show. Which is troubling. Uh, which is interesting. I don't actually I have a confession. I've never actually seen Stripes. Which is Boo! Gonna, I know, which uh, is going to really disappoint I'm, I'm my sure dad. most people haven't. Yeah. It's, it's been a while since I've seen it, but it's a good movie. It's kind yeah. of like what kind of set the tone for like Ghostbusters because Ivan Reitman directed that and Stripes mm. and Bill Murray and um, Richard Karn. <laughs> uh, I don't think so, Tim. Hang on. <laughs> Harold Ramis. Yes. Harold Ramis and Bill Murray and all that stuff. Like, uh, I don't know. I feel like it's a very good movie, but I don't know if I, I don't understand this trend of making TV shows out of old movies. Yeah, I feel like it's safe. I feel like it's it basically going to be MASH, but with the name Stripes. And, and a worse song. Is it? I mean, is it safe, though? I mean, uh, TV shows Predictable have movie. a very low, uh, like, success rate. In general, you mean? Yeah, yeah. just in general. But anyway. Uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark is now a movie. So we have a TV show being turned into a movie. And this is interesting because it's like a legit movie, not like a made-for-TV movie like Nickelodeon keeps doing. And it's the It writer, Gary Doberman. Is that that how you pronounce that name? Sounds right to me. Anyway, he's writing the scripts. So could be interesting could be really creepy yeah I I like this idea because I, I think I've said in the last episode about amazing stories I feel like anthologies are a good thing to bring back because you're not tied to any certain actors or yeah. any yeah. kind of storylines like I feel like they can I feel like there's just not a lot of like scary kid things anymore and I feel like that would be like a good thing to do and I feel yeah. like they they feel I feel, like I wonder if they would do an anthology kind of thing or just make one big movie kind of like Goosebumps did. Mm. Um, and I think you could play around with a lot of things like have different directors do each story. So you kind of have a different tone for each one. And it might even be cool to retell some of the Nickelodeon ones like the yeah. Laughing in the Dark or something like that. Um, well, I mean, since he's he was the writer of it, I immediately thought of that clown episode where he takes his nose and the yeah, clown yeah, yeah. Talk. It's like one of the original episodes. That would be pretty cool. Mm. And also, you know, on the anthology thing, like if it's successful, they could just make a billion of them and, oh, yeah. and just make it a huge that series. That is true. Because so. I'm surprised they haven't even brought it back as a TV show. They yeah. d- they brought it back kind of like later '90s, early 2000s, and it didn't do as well. But I don't know. I think it still could work. Yeah. Okay. Well, there is, brace yourselves, another attempt at a Super <laughs> Mario Brothers movie. I'm kind of excited about this one, though. I think they'll do a good job. So, I think we talked about this before. When the first one came out, I was in kindergarten or first grade? It was 93. Yeah, so first grade. And I loved it. <laughs> but apparently it was a horrible movie, and yeah. I don't think I've seen it <laughs> since then. So. Yeah. It had uh, cool action figures, though. And also, wasn't it like one of like the biggest wastes of money of all time, or like something like that? I mean, it's no Waterworld. I think they like rewrote it while they were filming it. Yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> a bad sign. Just a complete disaster not. of a movie, and just like from production. It well, just had such a weird well. concept, it, and it was weird. Yeah, it was just so weird. I feel like it just it needs to live in animation world. I feel like that's. Yeah. where it needs to say and it's like it's weird because when you think about it Mario doesn't really have a personality that 
Yeah. You know of much because no, he, he doesn't do a lot of talking. He just, he just runs. Shouts. Yeah. Because there was it's like an animated <laughs> TV show <laughs> in the 90s. But uh, yeah, like uh if you think about it, he doesn't really have a personality, so like I want I wonder if it's going to be weird to like suddenly put like a big personality into Mario since he's like the main character. Hmm. That's an interesting thought. They would never do this, but I think it would be interesting to do like a Mr. Bean approach to him where it's like he doesn't really oh, talk weird. much, but you see like him kind of interacting with things and doing funny stuff because that's kind of the way he is on the video game. So oh, yeah, I wonder yeah. if that could be like Getting a hijinks. Yeah. yeah. They'll pet, never do that, though. Pet dinosaur. Watch it be like this huge action movie where there's like explosions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like jumping off a building 20 yeah. stories and, like, and like hunt. sliding down a flagpole and <laughs> you know. hunting bitcoins <laughs> um, but I mean they've done a good job like it's with uh, Illumination is going to do it and they've done really well with Minions and The Secret Life of Pets and obviously all the Despicable Me movies and so yeah, it will be animated it should be I, th- I mean Illumination is an animation yeah, company okay. so I would believe it would be animated yeah they're definitely the step under Pixar as far as like animation goes so yeah. okay their writing and their concepts has been really impressive okay cool so we'll see what they do Staying on the video game route, there has been a trailer released for the new Rampage movie, and it looks ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, just, have well, you guys it has seen the it? rock in it. Like so. good ridiculous or like no, incredible ridiculous? Like, like, I mean, the rock is in it, so that's the, I mean, you know, I don't want to bash the rock because I love him, but most movies he do, he does are like of this caliber where it's just ridiculous yeah. action movies with little plot, and this is what it looks like. I feel <laughs> like he just films like one movie and they just kind of take clips <laughs> yeah. of him. Yeah. Well, it's funny, you look at it, you start watching the trailer and you're like, "Is this Jumanji again?" Yeah, yeah. Like, he's like in the jungle and it just looks like yeah, the exact same Gad? <laughs> well, first of all, have, did y'all play the video game at all, Rampage? Do you know about that? I know of the game, but Vaguely, I don't, don't yeah. know if it, I ever it's, played. It it's kind of a cool game. Like you are one of three monsters and you are just wrecking a city as much as possible, and you move on to the next level when you destroy a city completely. Hmm. And I think is that's just a cool game. It's kind of like Grand yeah. Theft Auto, where you're just kind of doing these things that you don't normally get to do. Yeah. And I thought, like, when they first announced this as a movie, I thought that that was going to be the take, kind of like have the monster's viewpoint of it rather mm, than the humans, which you uh, never really get to see that. But, you know, of course, it's just going to be another kind of generic. It looks like King Kong yeah. and... Um, Godzilla. God, yeah, and Godzilla. Just like a monster movie. Yeah. But like kind of tied in with Planet of the Apes or like Retur- Rise of the Planet of the Apes or whatever the one with James Franco is where it's like it has a human yeah. connected to his... You know his ape friend and anyway. yeah, it's like Congo. It's by the same yeah. people that did yeah. uh, the San Andreas movie with The Rock. Oh right, same director, or producer, or something in there. Interesting. Well, there is a new Netflix show that is the Toys That Made Us, which is a documentary series about the history of important to- toy lines. I don't know much about this one, Wes. You're going to have to clue us in. Well. It comes out December 22nd, which is this month, and uh, I haven't seen any trailers or anything, but, it, like, I've seen a lot of posts about it over the last year, like, on social media about, like, kind of just behind-the-scenes photos, and it just seems like it's going to be covering, like, a lot of 80s toy lines like He-Man and Ninja Turtles cool. so and like- stuff like that, so I wonder if they'll kind of just dive into that. It's interesting that it's, like, the history of uh, the of important toy toy lines so it's like i don't know if they just dive into 
how they came to be or like how it kind of shaped us growing up with those things uh, yeah but it seems interesting it does seem very interesting and this is i mean this uh, I, we kind of rehash the point every time we do one of these episodes and the reason we hope we have like a whole episode dedicated to news is because just like retro things are in man yeah. like they're just rebooting everything and like there's so much nostalgia going around this is another one where like documentary series on the toys that like we loved as kids and have this nostalgia towards that you know hey i'll watch it yeah and the artwork for it looks really cool yeah if you look at it yeah it's interesting i'll see, be interested to see what they do with uh how they bring that into the reasoning of why these toy lines were so specific like what yeah. they draw from it should be really interesting and kind of going on the whole Christmas and the presents, I guess, it's kind of related. I don't think they had toys in this, but Sears is reviving its wish book. They're like putting all their money oh, into that one? Its original thing was just clothing, wasn't it? Like the original? No, they had book? everything oh, in there. Was it, like, it was basically catalog? like Amazon in a book. Oh, like okay. it was like, yeah. you know, the like a, it was like a phone book size book. And it's like. I would use it as my wish list. Like I would just kind of flip through it and just circle stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. we did that too. Um, I didn't. I didn't know that was a wish. Book but it's like it it's Sears, so it's like I have never seen like a quarter of that stuff in the Sears yeah. store. So it's like I guess it was just the age of like being able to order things. That was that was uh, its main draw. But I don't know. They always had like I always kind of use it as a way to see. Uh, different toys or other things like another viewpoint of it if I hadn't seen it in person because they would do their own photography and like have kids playing with it and all that stuff so Mm -hmm. like you kind of got a a better view of things that you might not have seen like in commercials and all that yeah man I remember going through those big huge catalogs like that it's so weird to think that that is no longer a pastime of any child yeah days. well so my uh, my brother and his family they still do that i wonder if my sister does too i haven't asked her you but should go through the old sears catalogs for fun <laughs> yeah just like the 80s ones well they <laughs> have they have a website that has an archive of all of them that oh, you wow. can just um, flip through no, but no they'll find magazines for or like ads i think they're mainly okay. just ads and they'll have yeah. their kids like circle with their and of course they circle everything like yeah, we yeah. all do when we're kids yep. i want all the things it's shiny and it's colorful i want it um, so you know, it's still uh, apparently uh, they tried to revi- revive the wish book in 2007. So like 10 years ago, they did this. Oh really? Um, but apparently they're going all out. So it's digital, it's print, it's like on tablets or whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, yeah. I'll I I see if it works out for them. I just can't fathom Sears recovering. Like they are pouring money into stuff like this, and they haven't poured in like three nickels into any one of their stores yeah. in a decade. Like yeah. it is crazy how shabby. If you walk into a Sears now, it's I think sad. a lot of them have it's closed sad. down well, as well. And they're connected to malls, which are also dying. So yeah, it's, it's a tragedy. Because yeah. they used to be the anchor store at so many malls. I mean, they yeah. still are oh, in a bunch sure. of ways, but it's just crazy to think. I how think JCPenney also did like a book like that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they all did Macy's and all that stuff. Yeah. That Sears reminds me of the Brady Bunch movie where they're like, let's go to Sears. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, most of you guys have probably seen the promo for this. Uh, a Christmas Story Live yeah. is happening later this month, December 17th. I'm not sure when we're releasing this, but interesting. I've hated every single live show the, that they've had so far, the Peter Pan one. and the, Yeah, they've not been stellar. Uh, well, it's like this is Fox. So it was NBC, the other one that oh, did like NBC Sound of it. Music. and all. I think music, Fox yeah. did Grease and something. Hairspray. Er, Wiz. The Wiz, I think. Oh, did, oh man! I see. I didn't see any of those. I saw the NBC ones. Which were the ones I, I the Grease one was good, as I remember. But 
Yeah. Yeah, well, this one I'm interested in because it's not like a musical. Unless they're doing it, uh, there's a Christmas Story musical, isn't there? There is. I actually Didn't saw it last year. Maybe yeah. they are doing it as a musical. I don't yeah, know. I saw it in Atlanta last year. But it's got Maya Rudolph and Matthew Broderick, who are singers. So, and then they. Well, Matthew Broderick is doing the narration for yeah. it, like Ralphie's voiceover mm-hmm. kind of thing. And it has Chris Diamantopoulos. I can't say his name. (laughs) Gasuntite. Diamantopoulos. You might remember him from such roles as the boom operator in The Office in the later seasons that (laughs) ends up like having this weird love thing with Pam. Spoiler alert. Um, But also, in my favorite role, he's in Silicon Valley (laughs) as like this billionaire that uh, invests in the company and he's super. um, Well, he likes Creed. So, <laughs> very just funny. to sum him up. So I'm a fan of this guy. I think he's good. So, so I what know, is I he might doing? Check it out. What is he doing on the show? He's playing the dad. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, should be interesting. Yeah, I'll check it, it out. I maybe think it should be good. Okay, yeah. so it's three hours. It's like a three hour. Oh thing. my gosh! Really? Does it yeah. does it work as a musical? You know, it must be the musical if it's three, if it's that long. Yeah, you know, seeing it as a musical. Um, it worked okay. There were certain parts of it that they are definitely trying to like focus on that are like the big cultural icon parts of the story. I bet there's a leg lamp uh, song, isn't there? Uh, <laughs> there is a song about the leg lamp. I couldn't sing it for you because that'd be weird, but um, there is. <laughs> Maybe later. Do it. Do <laughs> no, it's, it's interesting. They add certain other parts, and like the set was really cool. Like, we saw it at the Fox, but I don't know. I'll be. I, it surprised me that it was okay. I wasn't like, oh man, I prefer this to the movie, yeah. but it was okay. Well, I, I think surprised. it's about time to see another version of that because I think we're all pretty, not sick of the original, but we've seen it enough times to be just okay for the rest of our life. Yeah, but it was it was pretty good. I was surprised. I really was. Okay, I have confirmed it is the musical, so uh, should be uh, should be interesting. Yeah. As long as Christopher Walken's not in this one, I'm good. Oh, my gosh. He that was really pain. ruined. Peter, Peter Pan, Pan one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so Go that wraps it up for the news, but we've got more to talk about because this is our Christmas-themed episode. Jingle bells. And also, since it is the end of the year, we're going to do some kind of segments uh, involving those things. And first, we're going to kind of talk about the year in review. We're going to go over what was our favorite things this year that have come out uh, kind of reflecting on our past news segments, things that have come out, like uh, is it Stranger Things or It or DuckTales? Uh, what, what is it about this year that has come back and given us all the nostalgia feels, and, and what was your favorite thing? I think for me it's – I would definitely put Stranger Things, It, and DuckTales at the top. Um, I think I'm going to go with It because I feel like it's something that beco- that has become – it was a remake – that has kind of reignited a icon mm. of sorts. It's become like such an iconic pop culture thing now that I feel like yeah. a lot of people may not have seen or were aware of back when it came out, but I feel like it it's like when else does like something being remade kind of like m- makes it such a huge thing in mm-hmm. pop culture. So like, I think just that aspect of it, like I love that something like that can do so well and just make it such a hot topic again. Yeah. Since we discussed it in a previous episode, I mean, Colin and I are not, we're, too, we're scared of cats and won't see it, but it does warm my <laughs> But you're very aware of it. Oh, though. I'm yeah. very aware. And it warms my heart that it's so successful. Like just yeah. because I, 
I do, I've always been aware of it just, you know, from growing up and the fact that it has inserted itself into pop culture so heavily now, just seeing something that is, that was from our childhood be this successful again. I don't know what it is about it, but it does kind of like make me happy, you know? And it's like I said before, it's like, I hope that this is kind of like a thing that movie people look at and be like, okay, that that works. Unknowns. It, it just plays it straight. You yep. have good actors. You don't have to just have like Tom Cruise or whoever the heck mm-hmm. be the star of your movie to make it work. That, do, that mentality does not work anymore. So let's move forward with this new mentality. Yeah, that's, that's true. Like they, they did it right. I think yeah. maybe that's why it warms my heart so much. It's like, yeah, they got it right. Yeah. Like they did it th- and the right way. It's sad that it's so rare. So yeah. like, I think that kind of tops my moment for the year. And, Mystery Science Theater 3000 coming back is mm, also yes. another top thing. It's, it's yeah. so cool. That that that's, a, it's been enjoyable. Yeah, uh, Colin, do you have a, a thing that was... I think for me, in some way, I'm really excited to see what they do with DuckTales. Like, I've yeah. I've enjoyed um, like what the style that they've sort of developed with all the Mickey shorts. Like, I've been fiending off of that for... I've had it for, I guess, a couple years now. Maybe longer. Yeah. Um, but it's I feel like been like four years or so. Yeah. Like the development they've been doing in that, I think gets me really excited for the fact that it's kind of a newer era of a lot of the Disney lore of my childhood that, you know, think of like some of the cartoons we watch as a kid when it's like the goofy shorts of like teaching how to set up your VCR and you're like, yeah. like, like those are from like the seventies or sixties. Like those yeah. are old. And so just the idea of some of those coming back in to be new, I think is a really fun way of thinking about it, that. I feel like DuckTales is just the first of many different ways that they're going to do that. Uh, so it gets me excited about what they're going to do next. Also, Mystery Science Theater, for sure. It definitely yeah. uh, jingles my bells. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I love how serious you said it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really decks my halls. You know what I'm saying? It's science. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, of the list of things, and actually I'll just go through the list, uh, just that Wes compiled things we've talked about this year. Stranger Things, uh, DuckTales mentioned that. Uh, the mini SNES that came out. I don't know if any of you guys got that. Probably not, huh? I, I would not know about it if you did. Yeah. Jumanji, which hasn't come out quite yet. Uh, Super Mario Run, Power Rangers, the Prince albums coming up on Spotify, which is huge for a lot of people. Yeah. Mystery Science Theater, and the Shazam college humor video. Was there. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> a highlight. Uh, that was fun, yeah. It was good. Uh, it's uh, been a good year. It has been a good year. Of, of those things, I definitely Stranger Things too for me. I just love that yeah. show so much. And I, we've spent a lot of time on Stranger Things, so I won't go too far into it, but that was my favorite. So I want to know what was your least favorite. Do you guys have a least favorite? Hmm. I'm throwing you guys a curveball. Let's see here. I, I not, It wasn't necessarily my least favorite, but it was the most disappointed I was was Power Rangers. Yeah, that was my I, I feel like they had a shot to reignite that franchise in a big way. And just for whatever reason, it just didn't work out yep. well. Um, I, I think that they approached it in the right way, but it just didn't work. I don't know. I just, it, it bums me out to see like all the toys and stuff on clearance and, you know, no, I, <laughs> I don't mm. think anybody bought them. And well, what things when that happens, like when something is a failure, that means like it's even less likely to come back up again. You yeah. know, like they're not going to get another shot at it for a while. If, yeah, it's kind of like the yeah. Ghostbusters last yes. year. It's like uh, so yeah, it, they had all, and they still might have other plans for things, but it's just like it just kind of kills things because one, they probably spend too much money on it. Yeah, and two, it just. 
well, I don't know. That really it doesn't saddens, make enough money. That really saddens me because I really did like that the Ghostbusters. Like I loved everything about yeah. it. I don't know why it failed. I really liked it. But, they they yeah. have planned like an animated movie and yeah. just a few other things. I don't think it's the franchise is dead anyway, but like for such a But I wanted to see more. Like yeah. I wanted to see more from that ensemble cast and everything. I liked it a lot. So I guess I'm in the minority. Yeah. Uh okay. Do you have a least yeah, favorite? Yeah, movie I think Colin? the only thing that I would say is like I'm actually very skeptical of this Jumanji movie that's coming uh, out. Oh yeah. And there's yeah, yeah. you know, granted, like it's not because I enjoyed the previous one so much that this is like, you know, something so sacred to me, but I don't know. I feel like the statute of limitations of Robin Williams passing is not that long ago. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just be interested to see I don't know, it feels like a, almost irreverent in its yeah. own way because it's so silly. Like, it's such a different take of it. Like, they could have just called it a different movie. I feel like they're trying to bolt themselves onto the lore of that movie. You know, I have warmed up to... Uh, we talked about when the trailer came out yeah. and kind of bashed it a little bit. Sure. But I've kind of warmed up to it to I the point know. where it's like I almost want to see it. Um, I don't know what it is. I Maybe it's just because I, I like Jack Black. I, I like the entire cast. There honestly. is a good cast. I'll say that. I, I like every single individual in that cast. So it's something that if it comes out and people are like, hey, it's actually pretty good, I might check it out. You know. Yeah. So Yeah, I think I'll have to wait till I see reviews of it. To yeah. it but I don't it. think I'll see it in the theater yeah. either way. Yeah. It dashes through my snow a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> makes me nervous. <laughs> Oh, I hope there's more of those. <laughs> uh, <laughs> moving on, let's uh, let's look ahead. What are the things you are looking forward to the most to next year? And I will read another list that Wes so nicely wrote down for us. You have Cobra Kai, which, if you don't remember, that is the, I guess, it's YouTube, right? Kind yeah, of a it's rebooted a series for Karate Kid. Uh, not rebooted, but it's a continuation of the story. Uh, and it has Ralph Macchio and... William Zabka, still a part of it. Mm. You have Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Halloween, Rocco's Modern Life, Static Clean, Ready Player <laughs> One, yes. The Roseanne Revival, The so Dark many. Crystal, Age of Resistance, and The Atari Box. So many things. So I'm kind some, of excited some at some to. level of all of these, of course. Yeah. Uh, Cobra Kai is kind of probably the least yes um but i'm honestly super excited for the modern the rockers rocko's modern life uh tv movie I, yeah. I feel like it looks really good and true to what the original show if was If the trailer is any indication yeah um i'm also excited for the halloween movie i think i i haven't seen anything of it but it seems like it would be a good thing and obviously ninja turtles will always be excited for yeah i think i'm most excited for ready player one i really am i think that's going to be a really fun uh mashup of lots of things that my brain sockets enjoy it's going to be the ghost of my christmas present for sure (laughs) (laughs) right now it's the ghost of your christmas future oh he gets it (laughs) yeah uh yeah i would say rocco's modern life i mean i'm right there with you wes i haven't read Ready Player One, but I still am very interested in it. In I'm skeptical it. of it. Like I said, I didn't really like yeah. the first trailer. I want to see another trailer, but I don't know. You, sometimes you just get a feeling about movies, and I'm just not sure about this yeah, one. I want, I, get it. I want to like it because I, I am a fan of the book, so uh, I will, I will wait patiently for it to come to fruition Mm. all right moving on we have a controversial topic for you controversy everyone controversy so you everybody knows that person or perhaps you are that person 
where the question comes up, what is your favorite Christmas movie? Somebody tries to be cute and they say things like, Die Hard. Mm-hmm. When it's not exactly a Christmas movie, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but it's really an action movie with Christmas involved. So we're going to talk about some unconventional conventional Christmas movies and just ask the question, is it a Christmas movie? What makes it a Christmas movie? Well, let's start off. What, what do you feel like um, qualifies as a quote-unquote Christmas movie to you? Like, mm. what does it need to include? What, like, what, what makes it that for you? So I feel like Christmas has to be a central theme. And that doesn't mean that it has to be part of the plot so much as, like, it is the setting. Um, an example that is, uh, of that is Home Alone. That's not part of the plot. Like it could have happened at any time of the year, right? But it, it, Christmas is very prevalent throughout the uh, throughout the movie. So you would consider that a Christmas? movie? I would consider that a Christmas movie. Okay. Die Hard, I would not consider it because it takes place during Christmas, and there's well, like a little tiny bit of Christmas things in there, but I feel like not enough. I kind of feel like Die Hard is a rated R home alone with guns. <laughs> oh, that's that you know, that's a good point. It's like uh, like home alone could have taken place any other time of the year, but it has it does have that christmasness has christmas music, which mm-hmm. I feel like is a thing that kind of has to qualify and just kind of take place either on christmas day or the few days surrounding it. Um mm-hmm. yeah. So what do you guys think about like Batman Returns? Like that's kind of a Christmas ish no. movie. I, I I I watch it during Christmas. Okay. Well I'll say this. I, I approach Christmas movie the Christmas season and I watch I try and watch a movie almost every day, if not every day. You know, life is busy, but You're doing like life I tr- well. I, I kind of try for Halloween and Christmas, I always make a list of things I want to watch, and you know, most of the time I don't get ha- through half of them. But like uh, things like Batman Returns is on mm-hmm. there because like I kind of approach it kind of like uh, I always get sick of the same like five traditional Christmas movies sure. that everybody watches. So I want to throw another genre in there where it's like you know Gremlins is a horror movie, but it's set around Christmas. Yeah, that was the one, another yeah. one I was going to bring. Die up. Hard is an action movie. Mm-hmm. Batman Returns is a superhero movie. So it's like so just kind of throwing in the mix. It's kind of like yeah. if you're making a mixtape, kind of throwing on in little things yeah. that kind of so ch- changes the mood of it. For you, it's basically the characters are going through the same season you are currently. Yeah. So it's like, ah. it's Christmas here, it's Christmas there. Yeah. Gotcha. And yeah. it's like, I don't like, even though Gremlins is like a horror movie, I don't want to watch it during Halloween because it's too Christmassy for it. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's my thing with like uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. It's like, it's both a Halloween movie and a Christmas movie. So when do you So watch I it? don't want to watch it either way because like it's too Halloween-y for Christmas and mm-hmm. it's too Christmassy for Halloween. <laughs> so it's like, I feel like there's some movies that are good like November movies. Yeah. yeah. I feel like Harry Potter movies are kind of good November movies because they're kind of have this eeriness to them, but there's also somewhat sure. Christmas scenes in them. And yeah. I don't know. That's a toughie. But like, yeah, I would definitely wouldn't consider Harry Potter any of the Harry Potter's Christmas. Movies. No, Christmas happened despite them happening. And some with, of them, yeah. Royal uh, Tenenbaums is another one that I oh, feel like has an interesting uh, Christmas section. Mm. Yeah, well, but only like a section of it, which is I, true I of like, like the Harry Potter movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah, feel yeah. like that for Edward Scissorhands because yep. oh, right. I, I watched that the other day because like I've always kind of looked at it as a Christmas movie, but like 
kind of I kind of looked at it through a different filter this year for whatever reason. I'm like, there's only like maybe like ten minutes at the end that's kind of Christmassy, and I feel like the Danny Elfman score always kind of gives uh, me yeah. a Christmas vibe. I guess that's why Batman Returns is a little bit. I wonder if yeah. Tim Burton like loved Christmas for some reason. Like yeah. even though he likes dark things, he oftentimes sprinkles hmm. Christmas I things. If that in there. rocked around his Christmas tree a little bit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Please never stop. Okay. <laughs> okay, here's another one to think about. Have you guys ever seen the movie uh, Meet Me in St. Louis? Um, that's I haven't, but I know that good chunk a Christmas of that. song came from it. Yeah, I mean, that's where the song Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas comes from. But I just saw it recently. I'm not like a huge fan or anything. <laughs> but uh, it's a lot, a lot of it takes place at like a Christmas ball, a Christmas Eve ball type thing. Mm. But we don't. it's not one of those movies that you watch nostalgically because it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. A, it, a big chunk of it leads up to that. Yeah. It's so weird. Well, and, uh, you know, a lot of people consider It's a Wonderful Life to be a Christmas movie. That's a Christmas staple. I'm trying to think of it. it the Christmas, it happens, like, it happens on Christmas, obviously. Yeah. But, like, the majority of it, I don't feel like it takes place in a Christmas setting for the most part. Well, it's snowy, right? But it's yeah. like, there's not really a Christmas feel to it, I feel like, until the end, or and actually I, a little bit at the beginning. But I feel like there's there's kind of another rule to like what may qualify as a Christmas movie, mm. is that the the moral lesson of it. It's kind yeah. of like Christmas Carol, the Christmas True. Carol Yeah, um, is kind of my mom doesn't my mom loves christmas but she does not like watching christmas carol because hmm. it's it's kind That's of a dark story it is it, yeah. it's got ghosts it's got death yeah. it's got like regret it has all this stuff but it has a good moral at the end and sure, it takes yeah. the moral takes place around the christmas mentality and spirit and all that kind of stuff so well and the word yeah. christmas is in the title so yeah oh. that's true yeah. that's true you know iron man 3 that happens <laughs> across Christmas because he gets Pepper that big bear yeah (laughs) (laughs) definitely that's a Christmas classic (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen this in a long time but I know that Lethal Weapon is kind of lumped into that but I feel like Die Hard is much more Mm, because it's set on I don't know it's set at a Christmas party I don't think it's Christmas day or anything but you get a lot of Christmas stuff in the first five minutes of Die Hard, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Colin. What what qualifies as a Christmas movie to you? Like, what what are the elements that it needs to include to qualify? Yeah, I don't know. Are I you mean, particular about that? At I'm all? really not. I don't know if I've actually ever given it like deliberate thought to the point. Like, there's very few movies that I have watched um, on purpose around Christmas time in that way. Like, uh, there's so many you know super cheesy attempting to play off of the Christmas thing that happens on like all these weird Netflix and Hulu specials and like Hallmark yeah straight to crackle streaming type of like movies that are just like terrible but uh, I know they're trying super hard but I don't know it's a I don't know that I've had like a huge rubric for it I know I know before talking with you guys I've never really thought about like gremlins being a Christmas movie but it is in a certain sense like at least it takes place across Christmas just as much as Home Alone does but Home Alone is one that I have watched a lot Home Alone two, I have watched a bunch. Yeah, around Christmas, but now Gremlins two is not in any way a Christmas movie. Oh, interesting. yeah. So I will watch that around Halloween time. And I last t- last year I watched it at Christmas time because I hadn't watched it in a very long time, thinking that it's still set around Christmas, but it didn't whatsoever. <laughs> well, and yeah. you know, and going back to the whole like, it doesn't have to be 
the plot doesn't have to be Christmas, but if it largely takes their place at Christmas time, yeah. which I guess kind of is the point for it. Well, it's like life. Batman Returns, like Christmas is a backdrop to it the entire time, yeah, but they ne- they never address it. Yeah. So it, you can't really say that like it has like a yeah, Christmas moral. Man. I don't even know, mm. other, other than the Danny Elfman score, it doesn't have any like Christmas music per se. Well, and have you ever seen Love Actually? Uh yeah. A long, long time it's, so ago. So it's, you know, it's a romantic comedy, but it all it takes place. I mean, Christmas is very prevalent in that movie. And yeah. I would I would consider that a Christmas movie as well. But it's not about Christmas. It's just like these characters during Christmas time. Yeah. And they do end with a Christmas song. So Yeah. I will say one movie that I, I just thought about it that I do watch uh, every Christmas is the well every Christmas recently because 2005 is the movie Just Friends with Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like that takes place. That one underrated movie. Yes, that one is very funny and takes place for him like coming home for yeah. Christmas. I feel like that one definitely makes my days merry and bright. <laughs> it, it's kind of like uh, Plane Trains and Automobiles. I watch that every Thanksgiving because it's set to about Steve Martin trying to get home for Thanksgiving, but you don't really get any Thanksgiving stuff out of it, really, other than like walking in the door and you know that it's Thanksgiving Day. But like for some reason, I want to watch it during Thanksgiving. So do you ever feel weird watching some of these movies outside of Christmas. Yeah, I wonder screw if that. That's I don't want to watch that. Like, get it out of my face. I don't want to watch Christmas <laughs> stuff any other time. But how do you really so feel? Because I feel like I, there's times that, like, I want to watch Home Alone, but I'm like, I, d- so I just can't do that. Maybe that's, that's a good parameter to gauge if it's a Christmas movie. I would watch Die Hard anytime, but I don't feel weird watching it in I, March. You know? I don't, like, like if huh. I see any, like, overtly, like, Christmas elements in it, like, uh, I get yeah? bummed or mad. <laughs> I get the same mm-hmm. Way about Halloween. I, I even though I like horror movies, I will save them until wow. uh, October. It's like I w- I wanted to see Get Out in February, but I waited until wow, October okay. to watch it. And so okay, so let's go down the list of movies then. So you would never watch Gremlins apart from Christmas. No, you would never watch uh, Batman Returns apart from Christmas. Nope. Interesting. Mm. So would you watch Die Hard apart from Christmas? No. Wow, okay. Interesting. That is interesting. So if it has like any Christmas element, like, okay, so like Toy Story ends with Christmas. I mean, does that... It's like what you're saying about Iron Man 3. It's like I I would watch (laughs) Iron Man 3 any time. I don't know. It's just... I think that could be my qualifier. It's like if I would... I would watch it any other time because it's like Gremlins is one of my favorite movies, but... I don't want to watch it in June. Yeah. Okay. Maybe so. Maybe that's the lesson we all learn. Like it's there is no hard and fast rule. It's like what is it to us? Like what is our own gauge of when we would watch these movies? Because yeah. I do have my own list of ones. Like I'm not going to watch Christmas Vacation in June. Yeah, yeah. that's a staple. Yeah, but, I'm not going to watch Elf in June or the yeah. Santa Claus. Yeah. But like I've I would watch w- Die Hard. I, I would watch even Gremlins. Honestly, I'm not. But I'm not going to sit here and argue that like. No, Gremlins and Die Hard are like Christmas <laughs> classics that everybody should watch. That's just me. And it's like, I know that most people, they want to feel good. They want to have a good moral lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's just like, okay, there's things like Charlie Brown that are so pure hearted mm, yeah. and just like good feeling that like when you compare it to something like Gremlins, it's like, yeah, you would not even throw that, them in the same category whatsoever. Mm. But I'm just weird, and I like variety in my holidays. I take <laughs> holidays super seriously, so clearly. Okay, yeah. so here's maybe a here's a tough one for your brain. Maybe we can end on this. I don't want to run the show or anything, but 
Okay, the movie Serendipity starring John Cusack. <laughs> Big John Cusack fan. I, I Christmas movie. I have watched it during Christmas season. But do you watch it out of season? No. <gasps> Ooh, that's a fun one. <laughs> I, it's the same one with. Uh, have you ever seen The Family Man with with Nicolas yeah. Cage? Yeah. Mm. Uh, that's somewhat of a Christmas okay. movie for me too. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Well, you decide, audience. Let us know what you think. What constitutes as a Christmas movie? I'm sure there's lots of uh, opinions out there over Die Hard or Gremlins or Love Actually or any or Batman Returns. Any of the movies that we talked about, we want to hear your opinions. Also, what was your favorite thing that happened this year? Want to know about that? What are you most looking forward to? All the things we talked about, we'd love to hear from you. Hit us up on Twitter at PassForwardCast or email PassForwardCast at AOL.com. Before we leave, since it's Christmas, I'm a big gift giver. I like that. Uh Uh-oh. So I got you guys gifts that would be appropriate for this podcast. I know it's going to be awkward for our listeners, but hopefully you can give a good audio experience. It's also awkward for me because I didn't get you anything. So Well... Colin, did you get me anything? Not that I have with okay, me. Okay, good. I did I, not expect that. I did offer Starbucks to you earlier. That so. is true. Colin, here's your... And I, ma- I put them in gift bags. Well, my wife did. So that Aww. they could be Thanks, easily Thanks, opened. Thanks, Haley. Are these going to be like They're weird? appropriate for the podcast. They're are they the same? They're not. No. Li- they're not okay. like weird uh, Christmas puns or anything, are they? To where it's like a human centipede or something like that. <laughs> that <I have> to, <laughs> like, <take a laughs> human centipede. Yeah. Why has that not been made? I don't know, but <laughs> uh, Colin, you go ahead and open All yours. All right, first. I'm going first. I'm pulling it out right now, and it is <laughs> the reptar from Rugrats and oh, a Funko a Pop. Funko Pop, yes. But I love it. Oh my gosh! Reptar, there's two. Reptar, there's two gifts reptar. in each of you. Oh, there's another one in there. Okay, so that's gift number one. Reptar. Halt! I am Reptar. <laughs> All right, I'm digging deep reptar. down inside this box. It's very chasmy. You can hear the sounds of it. I'm holding it in my hand, and it's a mystery box. <gasps> I have to open it. Okay, so it's this a, is a it's a blind box of the Funko Disney Afternoon Minis. Okay, oh, so I have lots of options of well, what I could. You prefer. you open it, Corey. You go ahead and open yours. Okay. okay. Oh, I have one disclosure though. If you get Darkwing Duck, I'm gonna have to take it for you and I'll buy you another. <laughs> 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 That's funny. Oh, I hope I get okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. So uh, let's see. Number one. Oh, a Back to the Future time machine figurine. It's well, a Hot it's Wheels car. Oh, yeah. It's a Hot Wheels. It's actual yes. official Hot Wheels. Oh, that's awesome. And it's the DeLorean when it's in flight. It has a little stand on it. Oh, sweet. So, like, the oh, yeah, the wheels are pointed down. That's awesome. I have some, I have some, I have to interject. Yep. I have some interesting you news. You know what that the mystery just, is now? I have just developed. No way! I you got Darkwing Duck. <laughs> I got Darkwing Duck. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Which is like sad because I don't get to keep them, but also exciting because I get another gift. Yeah. <laughs> you, we can Wes, have shared you. custody of them. I like want. that. Wes, thank you very much. You're such a gentleman. Oh, and I finally got the Dragon Dagger in miniature form. <laughs> that's very that's miniature a, form. Uh, Dragon Dagger and sticker book. Go ahead and open it oh, up. Oh, that's great. It's a, it's a replica of the Dragon Dagger, yes. but it's like maybe like four inches <laughs> that's great I know that that was the Christmas gift you never it was. got it made my dreams come true sorry I couldn't afford a real one that's alright <laughs> Merry Christmas oh, you're thanks, awesome you're so kind you are the best of all of us uh, you're lit like a Christmas tree 
And now, see, give, gifts I, is my love language. So seeing you guys open gifts that I give you is my gift. That makes me happy. This is great. Now I feel like Aww. we need to like snuggle under some mistletoe or something. Merry Christmas, everyone. Oh. Okay. Well. Man, I have <laughs> like you guys, warm fuzzies. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Hope you guys have a merry Christmas as well. Sorry, Wes didn't get you gifts. <laughs> Um, Should you be so lucky? But honestly, thank you guys for another great year. Uh, this is what is this? Or is this like our second? We just completed our second year doing this podcast, yeah. which is great. So we've, I think we started in August of 2015, something like that. So yes. thanks to all of you who have listened this whole time. Thanks to everyone who's just discovering. Thanks for everybody listening this year. We've had a great year, a really fun year. There's more to come. Looking forward to 2018. We'll see you next year. Until then. Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. That was the Die Hard reference. I like that. That's pretty good. <laughs> I like how you explained it that time. Yeah. I don't, I don't think... It was written on his sweater, so I don't think it's oh, actual okay. reference. Yeah. Uh, this is the end of the podcast of Feliz Navidad. <laughs> Later, snorks.